0: Welcome to a Satisfied Mind podcast, the weekly wrap-up of things, uh, experiences, events, resources, stuff that's been happening this last week, which I want to share with you that I think might be helpful for you on your journey, wherever that may be. I'm going to start with the highlight of the week. Last week um, was actually a visit to a bookstore. I went there last night. Now, that's not remarkable for me to visit a bookstore. I'm drawn to them wherever i go and i found some amazing you know some really quality bookstores here in the in the um in california uh but this one last night was special uh this one was different firstly there were wine bottles amongst the books featured at the entrance you walk in and um you know there's always a there's always the kind of you know table in the middle full of Full of featured books, but there were wine bottles there as well. To the left, there was a the counter um, stacked with books. There was a, also one of those library trolleys of new um, new editions, like a library trolley full of full of books that were yet to be um, yet to find their place on a shelf. And I love that; it felt like being in a library. Now, this is this this is these are all used books, but they're not just secondhand books. Um, you know, from a wide range of Genres. They're they're carefully curated. So to the to the left was a um, the counter, and behind that was a record player, and New Order was playing, and just had this vibe to the place. To the right there was a bar with some stools and a nice kind of marble bench top, Um, and they were pouring natural wines, a few a few orange wines, a few. White wines and a few red wines by the glass, a big bottle list, actually, and all kind of naturally or well, natural sustainably um produced wines and it was awesome. I had an orange wine, Katie had a beautiful red, we tasted a couple. There was a small menu uh with with bread and olives and artichokes and you know it's kind of bites to go with your glass of wine. There was a wooden banquet there was wooden tables with bent wood chairs on a concrete floor. And towards the back of the store, there was this big well-worn leather sofa and a large coffee table upon which to rest your glass and shortlist the books you've gathered as you wander through, wandering through a bookstore with a glass of wine in hand with records playing. And the books were, you know, carefully curated. And I have since... Been learning about this place. It, it they call it the Anti Library, and uh, I'm just I'm going to share this with you because um, I think it's worth. Let me just bring it up. It's on on Instagram on their Instagram page. The name of the place is called um, Bad Animal. Bad Animal, and there's a there's a post from them on their Instagram page, and it's called the Anti Library. Let me just read this for you. This is a little bit about Bad Animal. We begin with our most beloved approach to building a home library. Quite simply, the anti-library consists of all the books you haven't read. It's the perfect opposite of a collection made up of past conquests, which is essentially self-aggrandizing, a shallow, more lazy hoarding than a purposeful book collecting. The anti-library is an exercise in humility, and it cannot be assembled without wild curiosity, erudition, and some financial means, though, not, though much less than you think. Ask yourself, what are the most interesting things in the world or about being alive that you know next to nothing about? Let that question guide you through the acquisition process. But don't feel any obligation to answer it in full. The inexhaustibility of the question is the point. This is a home library that will always be under construction, in flux, expanding and contracting as the answers change over the course of your life. These books, representing all that unexplored territory that inflames your imagination, will call out to you from the shelves. You'll notice your library giving you seductive glances. You'll hear flirtatious whispers. You'll long to touch them, to get some time alone. The potential downside of the anti-library is that it often leads to pure bibliomania. Consider the following paradox. As you feed your wild curiosities, your knowledge about all that you don't know increases, resulting in a need for even more books. Desire begets desire. As with chewing gum, cocaine and sex, having some just makes you want more. Real satisfaction is unattainable. Thus, the anti-librarian is prone to building runaway collections. What began as an act of love becomes crude compulsion when the cheap thrills of infinite accumulation <laughs> overwhelm the desire to actually get intimate with the collection. Keeping an anti-library doesn't mean all that all books once read must be removed. Remember Heraclitus? 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 Some books are impossible to read twice. They change as you do. Hold on to those. The titles that go stale after or during the first read should be promptly deaccessioned in the end you should be surrounded by a world of books that turn you on that's simply an instagram post from bad animal about how they curate books this is a bookstore in santa cruz it is a beautiful experience uh by the way i'll put links to that that post in their instagram um account in the show notes, which links to the newsletter where you can find all the links to everything I'm talking about here. But this bookstore is a beautiful experience, carefully considered, thoughtful, you know, detail. Detail is attended to without compromising the dissenting and rebellious and countercultural soul of the place. It's, it's, it's integrity and such integrity is hard to find in commercial shops. This is one of those places you'd read about popping up for a short time in the late 60s and wish you're alive at, such a time of change, of revolution, of abandoned wild hope. But that, that's, that's what this place feels like now. It's in downtown Santa Cruz and uh, it's more than a bookstore. It's a place that makes you think, where you're inspired to think by all those that have created works of art with words well before their time, whose time might just be now. That's the experience I had last night at Bad Animal Books in Santa Cruz and I wanted to share that with you because there it is such a joy to wander through a bookstore with a glass of wine and just read have a look at these carefully curated books that you just don't find everywhere we just don't find elsewhere and to have them all in one place in such a carefully considered environment and the experience of being in that place, just felt, it just felt good. So I wanted to share that with you as a highlight for me from this last week. And so um, with that in mind, I'm just going to share a few more resources, um, other books and things I've been listening to, things I've been watching as a bit of a resource wrap-up uh, for this week. Uh, I, uh, Before I do, a couple of pod, other podcasts that I've released. In the last week, Uh, the first was a book summary uh, by uh, a a book summary of the book "How to Do the Work" by Dr. Nicole Lepera. Uh, I mentioned this book in last week's wrap up and decided to share my notes and thoughts from the book. The last time I did this kind of book review for the School of Life and Emotional Education, it became the most downloaded podcast episode. So it seems that the format's working. If you're interested in doing the work in in internal work, just kind of exploring yourself and really getting to know yourself and 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 changing and growing and evolving consciously, then this book is perfect for that. Uh, I loved it, and I took notes as I read it, and I share those notes with you in the podcast. Uh, I read through the book, read through the notes, share some reflections on that. So, if you're interested in learning more about how to do the work, the book by Dr. Nicole Lapera, I have a podcast um, episode. Uh, summarizing it. You can find that in the show notes and you can find it where well, you found this podcast, I guess. It's episode number 80. It uh, goes for a couple of hours, almost a couple of hours, but you know it's worth it. There's also notes that I actually uh, took. Uh, if you want to read them, uh, lots of quotes and stuff from the book. There's also a link to my Notion page where I've created that in the show notes. So that's uh, well, that's one of the podcasts I released in between this one and last week's wrap up the other podcast was um was a guide of sorts a guide to help you through your transformation i forget, what did i call it i i think i called it um a mid how to have a midlife crisis in lockdown during a pandemic 13 difficult steps to Something or other. Anyway, the na- the name sort of gives you some insight into what it's all about. But essentially, um, it's a guide. It's for anyone who's feeling like this time is an opportunity to do the work, to transform, to evolve, to become a better version of themselves. You know, the world's the world is in 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 flux, in chaos, in in this transformation. There's a real threshold, and there's an opportunity for us. transform I would say there's a responsibility and an obligation for us to transform at the moment so we can create a better future and save our planet Um, but we've got to save ourselves first and so this episode is a guide for how you might do that and it's based it's not based on somebody else's book it's not based on what it is that I've read it's based purely on what it is that I've done in March last year, I made a commitment to myself to go in to do the work, to learn the lessons, to do whatever it takes, um, and that's what I've been doing since. It's a list of the things that I've done um, after I made that commitment to go within, and and it's real, it's honest, it's vulnerable, it's based. Um, as I said, it's based on my actual practice, and you know, it's it's a lot of stuff that I've done that I've. That's worked for me. So I share that with you. Um, I think it goes for about half an hour or something. Um, but it's worth listening to if you're interested, if you kind of feel like you're in that place and you need some need some perspective, some support, some guidance, or at least to hear from me about what my experience has been in case it is of value to you. And based on the feedback I've had, it's been helpful. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out and just say thanks. Uh, and it's And it's been the catalyst for some really great conversations and connections. So you don't need to be going through a midlife crisis to benefit from this. And don't worry about the title. There probably isn't 13 steps as I haven't counted them. I just made that number up. Um, But if you do listen, please let me know what you think. I reckon I'm onto something here and I think it's really helpful. So it's been helpful for me at least. Have a listen to it. Episode 81, I think it is. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Okay, so that's what's been happening. That's what I've been creating in this past week. There's a book that I've read uh, a couple of days ago as well. I have it in front of me here now. It is Martha Beck, and it's called The Way of Integrity, Finding the Path to Your True Self. Uh, The Wave, I came across Martha Beck's work a few years back. uh, And last year, at the start of the pandemic, when I was kind of going within, uh, I did her Integrity Cleanse workshop, it was a massive catalyst for me to connect with truth and to tell the truth and to, you know, a, I guess it was like a, a precursor or a prerequisite to me facing um, the shadows and to begin to understand just how liberating truth telling can be. You know, the truth will set you free um, and that truth is not out there. It's the truth within. And so, the you know, I did that, I got to know Martha Beck and her work through that process and then... I was really keen to read this book when it was released. It was released when I was in, in Costa Rica. I couldn't get an actual hard copy of it. I wanted to read a hard copy as opposed to an audio book. Read it in a day, um, half a day, opened it up, started reading, and didn't stop until I got to the end. Uh, absolutely loved it. Um, I couldn't put it down. And I'm all... I'm all in on this, the the book and the way and the path and the process that she has here. And there's a lot of exercises at the end of each chapter, um, not unlike How to Do the Work um, by Nicole Lapera. So it's similar, and it's a nice complement to that. I, I think it's I think it's a wonderful process. I'm all in on this truth telling, um, and it's a commitment I've made to tell the truth always without exception. It's changing my life already, and. It's as though a veil is being lifted. It makes me feel both anxious and excited. It's it's the best kind of feeling. So, I read I read that. Would highly recommend it. I'll take some notes if you want. I'll do a podcast summary of it. But if you've been, you know, if you've been curious about um, Martha Beck, follow her on Instagram. She does lots of lives and stuff. You know, she has a coaching program called the Wayfinders. Course or something like that, you know. She'll, you know, there's a a lot of the work is directed towards that course, but you can do the work by reading the book, and I highly recommend it. Martha Beck, The Way of Integrity, more links, etc. in the newsletter, in the show notes. So go there if you want to check it out. Okay, what am I listening to? I have, uh, I've, I've I've heard of internal family systems theory and practice. Um, I've heard a lot about that being talked about recently I've listened to a few podcasts featuring the founder of this model Richard Schwartz Schwartz, uh, talking about it and it's fascinated me I internal family systems or IFS is based on the theory that we have parts within our minds our psyche each you know I guess like like a family system has family members and each play a role and there's a dynamic you know that that plays out within that system uh in, with internal family systems, each, we, we have these parts within our own minds, within our psyche, and each plays a role. Each interacts with the other in predictable and consistent ways. And it states that we are all actually multiple personalities. Now, this concept fascinated me and kind of came as a bit of a relief. There have been times when I'm like, do I have multiple personality?" Disorder. What the fuck is wrong? I have these voices in my head and they're all like, they seem to be shouting at each other at times. They don't seem to be cooperating. And if they do, they're cooperating to conspire against my happiness, you know, or well being, or just peace of mind. And what the fuck's going on in my head? And then I learned about internal family systems and it blows my mind, literally. And it's wonderful and it's a relief uh, to learn about this. Because it makes sense of what's going on inside my head, and I'm sure it will yours as well. So so, uh, listen to the po- listen to Richard Schwartz um, on the podcasts that he's featured in. There was one with um, on Sounds True, which Sounds True podcast, which I uh, recommend. But if you're really into if you're in- interested in exploring this further, then what I'd recommend listening to is an audiobook. It's called Greater Than the Sum of Our Parts, Discovering Your True Self Through Internal Family Systems Theory by Richard Swartz. It's written by Richard Swartz. Uh, it's read by him uh, and it's an audiobook that I um, just got from Audible. Uh, and I don't know if it is an actual uh, physical copy, as in like you can buy the book, the hard co- the physical book, but, uh, but don't listen to it because Richard uh, Schwartz talks about the theory, and then it will introduces the theory, and then you practice. As in, he guides you through a meditation where you get to know the parts. You get to know the parts within you, and you get to communicate with them, and you understand what they're saying and what they're doing, the role that they're playing, and how that's playing out. So it's a beautiful combination of um, introduction to the theory and then actual practice of the theory. So it's kind of like a therapy. You know, it's kind of like therapy sessions, uh, and you. Do it yourself, guided by Richard, reading it to you, and it's awesome. I'm loving it. I'm uh, about halfway through, and it's incredible. I, I really, I'm going to have more to say about this in the future because um, the impact that it's having on me so far is is profound. So, highly recommend that. Again, links to the audiobook and the podcast I mentioned um, on Sounds True are in the show notes in the newsletter. So, go there and have a look. And finally, what am I watching? Uh, I've got to be honest, I went back and watched The Green Knight again, the film. Um, I had to. There were just too many questions I needed answers to. I didn't understand a lot about it the first time I watched it. So I watched a a YouTube video explaining the themes which helped me and I read articles which explained, um, you know, more sort of context to the historical and mythological themes that are embedded in the film and – I just watched it and just got so – you know when you watch something – this is one of those films that the more you watch it, the more you, the more you learn um, and the more you get out of it and the greater the depth and the richer it is and you kind of see the threads in the tapestry of, you know, these – what binds it all together. And the story is, you know, it feels like the story of my life at the moment. It's a quest. It's a classic hero's journey rich in symbols and meaning with trials and tests and ultimately meeting with the great – monster within the fear of our own capacity for greatness. It's awesome. I I just absolutely love it. Um, So if you're in Australia, I believe I recommended it to a friend who said it's not released in Australia yet. So I I believe it's not been released in Australia. I'm not sure when it is, um, but you can use a VPN. Just go on to just if you haven't used a VPN, it just means you can access um, the internet and access things that in other countries that are available, that are not available in Australia through having a um, VPN. I don't know how it works, but it works. You pay like 15 bucks a month to have to use it and then you can watch it and you can watch stuff that's only available in the US like The Green Knight. I watch it on YouTube. It's just released, so you pay like 20 bucks or something to rent it, but, you know, worth it. Watch it, loved it, and highly recommend it. It's a mythological Mythological Masterpiece. Um, I want to see you. Uh, um, I'm just Googling uh, director. Oh, David Lowry. David Lowry is the – I think he wrote it. He directed it. He edited it. Um, and it's fucking awesome. So um, get amongst that, The Green Knight. Okay, that's enough for this week. I hope you're doing well. I appreciate you listening. I really do. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. Share this episode if you think it's of value. I I was talking to someone the other other day about, yesterday, I was talking to a friend um, back in Australia about this podcast. And it's, you know, my approach to this, the reason why I do it in this way is that I'm building a community of people who appreciate the same approach to life and living life and learning um, about ourselves through the way in which we live our lives and for me the fact that there's a consistent number of people listening each week is awesome not seeing massive growth don't have massive you know tens of thousands of downloads each week I'm not interested in that but if there's a couple hundred people who listen to this each week if there's a hun- if there's a 10 if there's you if it's only you if there's one person that listens to this each week and gets some value out of it then I genuinely appreciate it And um, that means everything to me. So thank you for listening. Uh, If you enjoy this and you reckon someone else might share it with them, that's how I learn about stuff. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm showing stuff that I love. Um, Share it with people that you think might appreciate um, the content, the resources uh, that I'm sharing here with you. I am off on a road trip, off on a bit of a, somewhat of a quest next week um, as part of the celebrations for Katie's birthday um, we 're going on a camping road trip to Yosemite and the eastern Sierras to connect with nature i 'm going to see if I can connect with the green man i won 't be publishing a newsletter next week as a result because we 'll be we 'll be off off the grid somewhat so um yeah i won 't be publishing a newsletter or podcast next week so i 'll see you the week after that. Thank you for listening. It means everything to me. Hello to the new subscribers too. I noticed there's been quite a few of you this past week. I see you. Thank you for being here. I hope you find some comfort here. I'll see you all in a couple of weeks. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Lots of love. and talk again soon. Bye-bye.